Hello and welcome to a Friday afternoon edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Uh, we have a big breaking news a, a trade for the Penguins, some injury uh, updates to get into. Uh, I know the team does not play till Saturday. I originally thought the game was tonight, but it is on Saturday. Um, but first and foremost, of course, follow, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. Uh, keep listening to the show. Keep giving me reviews, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, so uh, very unexpected. I was actually playing uh, some video games with my friends uh, where I see the Penguins tweeted out that they made a trade. And it was, I was like, oh, what's this? And it was Eric Branson. I had to double check at least five to six times to make sure that it was real. It was. The Penguins traded Air, defenseman Eric Branson to the Anaheim Ducks for a seventh round pick. And Andreas Martinson. Martinson, AHL player. I, I think I saw he counts towards 750000 against the cap. Uh, this season, he's going to report to Wilkes-Barre and they get the cap. But the biggest thing is the Penguins, according to Chris Johnson, they did not uh, have to retain any salary on Goodbranson, which is massive because he makes $4 million per year. So that frees up $4 million in cap off the books. That also gets them out of uh, having nine defensemen on the roster. That goes down to eight. And with that, the Penguins are also getting healthier, which we'll get to in a minute. I think that was one of the bigger reasons why they had to make a trade was because the team is getting healthier with Brian Rust and Nick Bukestad. But, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's good to be happy about the trade. But also, folks, we can't give Jim Rutherford too much praise because he also went out for some reason and acquired this player. And I think he was better than uh, I think some people gave him credit for. Um you know, especially coming over last season, he had a really good, strong 20-game uh, sample. This season, he started out doing all right, but then uh, kind of regressed to the player that he usually was out in Vancouver. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just he did not fit what the Penguins do. He's not a good puck-moving defense. I mean, defenseman. He's not really good in his own zone either. Um, it just didn't make a lot of sense at the time. And a funny tweet that I saw from Charlie O'Connor, who covers the Flyers for Athletic, but still... Basically, the Carl Haglund trade has now turned into Andreas Martinson in a seventh because Haglund got traded for Tanner Pearson, who got traded for Eric Goodbranson, who got traded for Martinson in a seventh round pick, and that's basically one calendar year. It's basically, I think, when Haglund got traded, it was around this time um, that last season. Yeah, I think it was yeah just about a year, like uh, Charlie said. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's almost like you're being a GM mode in NHL uh, twenty. Like that's what I kind of like. Um. Reminds me of, but still, um, it's just like uh, I, I'm just I'm trying to like and, and like and this is also like a big trend with Jim Rutherford. Like a lot of the players the Penguins have traded for or acquired or signed, they traded away like a year or so later or even less. Um, Adam Gretz had the full list since the 2017-18 offseason. Um, Ryan Reeves signed, uh, traded for him, dealt him. Antini Emi, they signed him, waived him at the start of the season. Matt Hunwick signed, signed him, traded him. Riley Shahan, same thing, lasted I think a season and a half. Jamie Alexia trade the same trade each time. Derek Brassard, they also dealt him. Derek Grant, he was a free agent and traded back to the Ducks. Tanner Pearson and now Eric Goodbranson. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's just not like good a good way to run a team. That's just. There's way too many trades there, and it's just, you know, does, does that show that you're, you know, you, even though you make a mistake, you're doing a good job? No, it really doesn't. Um, it, you're not, like, when you have to make that many trades, get out of bad deals or bad signings, that really does show that you're not doing a good job. Um, I'm sure, uh, I, I, of course, the fan base is very happy, I think, uh, we've been seeing on Twitter that Goodbranson got traded, and rightfully so. Like, you know, he was one of the defensemen that, 
I mean, like I said, he doesn't really fit their style of play, and he's also not that good. But you still have the other anchor there in Jack Johnson. I, I think there's a pretty safe bet that he gets dealt by the summer. I don't know why you would keep him here, but also I wanted to say about the trade, it was so it was not it was not surprising in the slightest that the Ducks made this trade. Um, they, they, I think they, yes, they literally tried to go out and get Lucas Pisa off waivers, and the Winnipeg Jets claimed it before they could. That's how funny it was. They literally they lost out on the Lucas Pisa sweepstakes, and when I saw that, I'm like, okay, they gotta, they gotta go after one of these two guys, right? I mean, come on. I mean, and Lucas Pisa, he's actually worse, I think, than Eric Goodbranson, which is kind of pretty pathetic if you ask me, but. Yeah, so the Penguins get out of that contract. They get some salary cap space um, for their injured players. That's really big. Um, they don't have to ice uh, my the last episode I had. You now you don't have now you really don't have to ice Eric Goodbranson and Jack Johnson on the ice at the same time like they were against Tampa. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, Mike Sullivan saw what happened with that. Maybe talked to Jim Rutherford and was like, "Man, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore." And you know. Maybe that's what maybe that's what happened, or maybe that I would like to know how quickly this trade came about. If I had to guess, probably in like the last few days, considering the Ducks lost out on Lucas Visa, but um, it's not surprising. It's not it's not really surprising that Bob Murray would go after a defense with Eric Ranson. A lot of those Western Conference teams like to still be built uh, pretty heavy. I'd say um, apparently up here, LeBron actually just said. Um, um, he uh, he just tweeted now while I'm recording. He said the Ducks have had interest in Goodbranson for some time, and also yeah, of course yeah, Josh Manson is injured. So yeah, they, they've been needing a defenseman. That was the that was the one team that I thought one that they would acquire Goodbranson or Johnson because they were in desperate need of defensive help. So good on the Penguins to clear that, and they actually got a, a fine return for him, even though. Um, I didn't. You don't. You, I mean, of course, you're not going to expect much. It's a bottom pairing defenseman at most, but um. Yeah, still, I mean, you can be happy a little bit, but still, big picture, guys. The GM has not done a good job these past couple of years with signings um, and trades and, and then just dumping these players off after five to six months to a year. Um, I think the Brandon Tanev signing has the potential to be uh, not one of those. Obviously, he signed for six years, but, I mean, he, he'll be, he won't be here. I mean, he'll be here way past a year. He won't trade him. But, yeah, it, um, I think that's really all I have to say about that. Um Hopefully, you know, with the eight defensemen, it's easier to scratch Jack Johnson a little bit. Um, I think, um, especially when Brian Dumoulin comes back, but he's, it looks like he's not going to be playing in Dallas. He did not practice today um, as the Penguins are in Dallas. And so he'll be missing his third straight game. It's so weird how he, like, kind of, like, he was on the ice for warm-ups and then just go a late scratch, haven't heard from him since. So not really sure what's going on there, but... Like I said, guys, it's a good day to be a Penguins fan today. You got rid of a player who's not that good, doesn't really fit the system, but still, if you're looking at it, you got to hope, hope the GM starts to like like realize that, hey, I can't keep making these mistakes and having to deal them um, right after and like lose even more assets. Like, like you've already lost assets to acquire, and now you're going to have to trade him for even more assets. You probably are just going to trade in another trade. Like it's, it's it's weird. Like Jim Rutherford is like like I said, it's, he's like being the equivalent of like a be a GM mode in NHL twenty, uh, like that we've been so accustomed to seeing. But yeah, um, good big crap, and especially for the cap space, it's really really big that they made this trade. Definitely unexpected too. I did not expect 
uh, him to be traded this day. But um, it was good that the Ducks had interest in uh, at least one of the Penguins, too, on a pair of defensemen. And we'll see if potentially um, Jack Johnson is up next. All right, so for the next segment here, um, so the injuries. So the Penguins are finally getting good injury news. Nick Bukestad and Brian Russ practiced fully today. They took contact. Alex Galchenyuk also took contact. And <clears throat> excuse me, still getting over this um, cold cough stuff you know as I've had this past week. Um, the lines were um, interesting today. So Russ was on the second line with Bukestad and Hornquist. Uh, Sullivan, like I said, it said after practice of their game time decisions, but. Um, and usually, I know, like, like I've said so many times, usually when Sullivan says they're a game time decision, they're going to play. Also, Brian Russ said that the, his target return date was tomorrow, the first time he can come off LTIR. So that's really big that he can come, that he will be hopefully making his season debut tomorrow. Um, they're going to need Brian Russ this season. He's such a streaky player, but um, when he's on, he's on. And it gives the Penguins more depth scoring. He's fast. Um, he can play any situation. He can play any, uh, almost any position uh, on the team. Well, of course, except don't be a defenseman. But um, yeah, he'll be coming back. Nick Bukestad. Um, it'll be good to get him back as well. Helps out the center depth. Now they can roll out Crosby, Bukestad, and McCann for the time being. Of course, with Teddy Bluger um, <clears throat> as the fourth line center. The lines look like today: Jake Gensel with Sidney Crosby and Dominic Simone. Um, I already said yeah, Brian Russ with Bukestad and Hornquist. Lafferty with Lafferty, Sam Lafferty with Jared McCann and Dominic Cahoon. And folks, Cahoon is going to have to start uh, producing or else he could find his way out of Pittsburgh as well or definitely out of the lineup. Um, especially then, of course, when Malkin comes back. Galchenyuk, according to Sullivan, he's not going to be playing tomorrow, but they wanted to bring him on the road trip to get some uh, practice time in. He practiced fully today, practiced on the second power play. Um, apparently he was rotating in, rotating in on the second line in place of Patrick Hornquist during practice. So it's good to get him some work. Um, if I had to guess, I think he will probably play against the Flyers on Tuesday. Um, gives them time. He'll probably have another couple full practices in a morning skate. Uh, get clear for contact. Remember, it was that um, he had a. It was so Penguins with that injury. He had a spider bite <laughs> that caused his setback. He got bit by a freaking spider. So yeah, he's missed seven out of ten games. Um, he missed. He, he had already missed seven out of ten games, and you know now. And then there's Phil Kessel out in Arizona who hasn't missed a game yet this season. All right, I'm sorry for saying that, but you know what? It's true. But like I said, Cahoon is going to have to make his uh, place on the roster. You know, especially with all these forwards that are very close to coming back. Malkin is probably going to be a couple more weeks, so I mean he'll probably play for now. But when Malkin comes back, the Penguins are going to have some tough decisions at forward, uh, especially you know with Aston Reese. Sam Lafferty is going to make trying to uh, earn an everyday job. He he's looked really really good. Um, Adam Johnson is still hurt though; he did not practice, and of course Brian Dumoulin um is out. I've already talked about it in this episode. I have no idea what's wrong with him. Uh, someone said apparently his wrist was cut during one of the games where he got hurt, but I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, it, this is it's so big that the Penguins are finally starting to get healthy. They're finally starting to get that forward death back. They can roll. They can finally roll more, another line than just the Sidney Crosby line. They can actually put uh, Bukestad with Ross. Like I said, you can put McCann, Lafferty, that, that would looks like it could be a real good line. And then a fourth line of Aston Reese, Bluger, and Tanev is a pretty nice fourth line, honestly, if um, uh, if you really think about it. But anyways, you know, great to get uh, Rust back um, in the lineup uh, tomorrow night against the Stars. Um, you know, this is actually a Stars team now. <clears throat> I didn't mention this yesterday. They've won three in a row. Uh, they did win their game last night. 
against the Anaheim Ducks. And lo and behold, yeah, it was it was Corey Perry's first game against his former team. Um, it was in Dallas, though. It was not in Anaheim. They'll play another time um, in Anaheim. So I'm sure Corey Perry will have a, a raucous standing ovation there, even though um, around the league, by, from, from a lot of fans, he's not as well liked. But um, for the Stars, um, Dennis Guryanov, yeah, he he was their score. He had both of their goals last season to win uh, last night. Excuse me, to win two one. Uh, both those goals came in the in the sec, in the first period. And for the du- the Ducks, uh, Max Comtois uh, Comtois, uh, he had the only goal for them. But the Stars, who started out one in seven and one, have woken up a little bit. They've gotten six straight points. They improved to four and seven and one on the season, but still. <sighs> Long way to go from them. You know, they really dug themselves a massive hole. And and Ben Bishop uh, had a great game last night. Uh, 29 saves on 30 shots, 967 save percentage. And the assists on Guriano's goals, uh, Cogliano had one. And then Taylor Fadoon um, also had one. And, of course, J- and also Jamie Alexiak uh, did as well. But um, looks like Sagan had a good game. He had five shots on goal. His course, defensive percentage was uh, pretty high up that game. Corey Perry looks like he had a good game too. Um, he didn't score, but um, he was firing the puck at the net. You know, I'm, I'm sure he'll be in the lineup tomorrow night. But still, um, like I said on the preview episode yesterday, this is a Stars team that has a lot of talent. Um, their top six is very good. Uh, and then, of course, their defensemen, you know, with, um, you know, Klingberg and um, – why am I, like, blanking on his name right now? Heiskanen, yeah. Why am I blanking on his name? Heiskanen is going to be a star in the league very soon. Um, Klingberg, you know, they, they're just – they have a lot of talent, so the Penguins are going to try to uh, break their losing streak of three against the Stars tomorrow. Um, I'd expect Ben Bishop to start. It's not. I don't think. Do the Stars have a back-to-back on uh, Sunday? No, they do not. So I'll expect Ben Bishop to start this game. Uh, as um, In the last game, Anton Hudobin started. It did not work out for the Stars. He gave up uh, three goals in that game. And, and, if, and the Stars' next game is not until they play Minnesota on Tuesday. So, yeah, Ben Bishop will definitely get this start. But going back to the injuries, it'll be good to get Rust back. Um, I, I've said it so many times. You know, he can play either wing. Uh, he's he's just a really clutch player for the Penguins, which is really really big. He he scores in all those big moments. You know, he's he, you know you player fans were calling him Mister Game Seven and all that because or Mister not Mister Game Seven, Mister Elimination because every time the Penguins would play an elimination game, he would score. But he's he's always so streaky too. I mean, I think last season I remember that he, had, he didn't he go like the first like thirty games like with barely scoring, and then he had this stretch of like eleven games where he scored like like nine goals. And then, and then he went back to not scoring again. So, you know, that's what Brian Rust is uh, a lot of the time. He's just very streaky. Uh, he scores a lot of his goals in bunches. Then he kind of, like, goes down. I would prefer him at right wing since he's a right shot. But, you know, he, you can stick him on left wing too. It works because, of course, I know Patrick Hornquist plays right wing. He does. He never plays left wing. So um, it makes sense to put Rust there from now until they get more, more healthy. But... Yeah, it'll be good. And especially, of course, for Bukestad, you know, more center depth. That's always big. And then Galchenyuk will be making his return, it looks like, on Tuesday. So good news on the injury fight right now. Of course, Jared McCann, he's not, he did not get hurt again, so he didn't re-aggravate his injury. They'll also still want Brian Dumoulin back soon because I'll be here to see what they do with those eight defensemen. Of course, it'll be Dumoulin Latang. I think it'll be Pedersen and Schultz. And then what do you do on that bottom pairing? You know, you put Jack Johnson with John Marino. They really like John Marino. It looks like he's going to be a staple uh, He's gonna stay on that uh, bottom pairing. Like it, when, it, when the first time Goodbranson got stretched, I knew right then. I'm like, yeah, he's getting dealt at some point. 
Like the fact that he they're putting him in this early, he's gonna play there. Then I think at some point you're gonna have to maybe put Yuso Rikula in there over Jack Johnson to see who you have in that guy. And he, he's barely played at all the, these past this past season and a half. So I mean, you already know what you have in Jack Johnson. He's not good. So uh, yeah, so I guess that's the injury report. A lot of really really good news uh, for for the Penguins. All right, so for my last segment, um, there really isn't too much else to talk about, honestly, because um, the team is just, you know, they're six and five. I'm, I guess we could. I wanted to just to take a stab about what's going around around the Metropolitan Division right now. And uh, boy, is it close! The Penguins were in first place, of course, uh, just about a few days ago. But the Capitals have gotten red hot. They're seven and two and three. Uh, they did lose to the Oilers last night. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, but that move by uh, Connor McDavid, or I think that was around Nick Jensen. Whew, he uh, he blew past him faster than lightning striking the ground. It was it, it, it was wow. Uh, Connor McDavid, you're a freak of nature, man. It's ridiculous. Uh, the Hurricanes have come. I mean, they're still at the close to the top of the division at 13 points, but still they've also lost three in a row. But the hottest team right now in the division is the New York Islanders. Uh, started out one and three on the season. They've rebounded to win five in a row. Uh, they're tied with uh, Pittsburgh and the Columbus Blue Jackets for um, 12 points. Um, so they're playing much better hockey. They're kind of that team that I said going into the season. You don't really don't know what you're going to get out of them because, they, of course, they lost Robin Leonard to the Chicago Blackhawks, who's looked pretty decent um, already this season. But good for the Islanders that they, they've kind of rebounded after that really sluggish start. The Blue Jackets have also um, rebounded. They've won a couple in a row. I mean, it also helps that the Penguins have lost three in a row to be bumped down in the division. But... Yeah, it's just a lot of this division is going to be a lot of teams just fight, like just fighting to get into the playoffs. I'm just it, it, most of the division can honestly fight, but uh, further on down you have the Flyers. They're four and three and one. They have um, nine points. They have won a couple of row. Um, they beat the Blackhawks last night, and I don't know if you guys saw the Blackhawks uh, coach's statement after the game. Um, he uh, he called out his players pretty bad last night. Basically, it was like questioning their work ethic, their um, just their play. It was. You know, like I, I think I saw it from Mark Lazarus, who covers the Blackhawks for the Athletic. I'd be curious to see who uh, how the Hawks uh, come back from that, considering uh, it sounded like they, he was pretty embarrassed with the way they played. Um, the Rangers, they're off to a slow start, but I mean, like I've said, I don't really think they're going to be making the playoffs this season, folks. Uh, they're three and four and one. I know eight game sample. Um, Panarin had this uh, sick play the other night. Oh, it was just, it was so great. I, he's going to be good there for a very long time. They're about a year away, and then of course at the bottom of the division. You have the New Jersey Devils at two and four and two. That's going to be a really interesting situation to keep your eye on throughout the season. Um, Elliot Freeman was putting in his thirty-one thoughts. You know what's going to happen with Taylor Hall? Uh, they moved Tom Fitzgerald. Hunter, uh, I don't know why I just said my name. Oops. But um, they moved Tom Fitzgerald, the assistant general manager, down to the um, the bench to, to help with John Hines. And of course, I remember John Hines' name after the episode yesterday where I couldn't remember his name. Um, um, they moved him down there. Just, you know, usually when, when a GM does that, they kind of want to see, like, you know, what's going on on the bench. Like, can that provide a spark? Like, now that like, one of the front office people was on the bench, like, is that good for the team? And so far, they had a big one, two in a row. Uh, they got their first couple wins of the season. They were starting to 0-4-2. Now they actually started to get a couple wins. And they also have the worst, they have the second worst goal differential in the conference at minus 12. That is just how bad the Devils have been this season, folks. It has not been good. And, um, of course, the big situation, Taylor Hall. 
what what's going to happen with him. I really don't think that they're going to trade him. That would be kind of foolish. But, I mean, the only way they're going to trade him is if he says, hey, I don't want to come back. Please get me out. And then I think they'll kindly oblige. I saw Elliot uh, was talking about how the Oilers going to be interested in him since it's a new regime. And it's like, stop. Just stop. But um, I just wanted to just give you guys a quick update on the Metro. Um, there's a couple teams that are playing well, but the Hurricanes, they had that really strong start. I think it was like 6-0-1 to start the season, 6-1. They've lost three in a row, so they've kind of cooled down just a little bit. Penguins are only – so, guys, I know they've only they've lost three in a row, but only one point out of second place, uh, two points a win tomorrow night, basically jumps them into second place in the division. Though the Washington Capitals, of course, have 17. They're going to win the Metropolitan Division. They always do. But they've also had accumulated uh, three of those uh, 17 points or loser points. So, I mean, you know, imagine if they actually um, lost those three games. They'd be seven, like 7-5 seven and five right now. Well, I mean, they lost those games in regulation, I should say. Yeah. Of course, they lost them in overtime or a shootout. They just got the extra point for it. But, yeah, I just wanted to update you guys a little bit on the Metropolitan Division. The Penguins sitting uh, tied for third, but the, right now they're in fifth because of uh, tie breaks. But... Um, they've also played the most games of the other two teams. Islanders only played nine games, but Blue Jackets have played ten. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode a lot. Um, there'll be another episode coming on uh, Monday. We'll dissect the game against the Stars, see if the Penguins pulled off the win, see what I liked, see what I didn't like, see how some of the performances played out. Uh, I imagine Matt Murray will get the start in that game, considering there's no back-to-back, and I'm sure he'll start on Tuesday as well against the insane Philadelphia Flyers, who are their next opponent. I believe that game is on NBC Sports Network if I remember correctly as well. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening.